grace for the unorthodox trust got to do something unique beyond human reason past explains how paul moved in the unorthodox grace let's open our bibles to acts of the apostles the 19th chapter and verses 11 and 12 acts of the apostles the 19th chapter the acts of the apostles in the new testament matthew mark luke john then you come to acts acts chapter 19 verses 11 and 12 and god did extraordinary and unusual miracles and god did extraordinary and unusual miracles by the hands of paul yes so that Mm. even handkerchiefs or so face towels so that even handkerchiefs or face towels or face towels or aprons or aprons that had touched his skin that had touched his skin were brought to the sick and their diseases left them and the diseases left them and evil spirits came out of them and evil spirits came out of them amen amen grace for the unorthodox or we can even title it grace for unorthodoxy or grace for unorthodoxy fancy word <laughs> unorthodox which means contrary to what is usual traditional or accepted unorthodox means contrary to what is usual traditional or accepted unorthodoxy is the quality of being contrary to what is usual traditional or accepted amen yeah. hallelujah grace open your mouth and say grace 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 hallelujah hallelujah amen some of us we might think that we are not somebody special like paul that's the devil telling you that you are more special than paul Paul was an apostle of God. Paul was special in the eyes of the Lord. But God is not a God who is partial. If you do what God asks you to do, if you follow after Jesus and if you trust in his grace, just like Paul through the life of Paul unorthodox or unusual miracles began to take place. so shall unusual miracles follow you and through your life there is a grace that comes from god upon his church if you are one of them who is receiving it tonight open your mouth and shout out the name of jesus for from his fullness we have received grace upon grace open your mouth and say from his fullness we receive grace upon grace grace for the unorthodox unorthodox miracles amen. amen if you are a cricket lover and you are watching the match stop that right now and listen to this i'll tell you the score i've got it here <laughs> india is doing well that's all i can say <laughs> well in cricket 
you have these orthodox shots and unorthodox shots the reverse sweep is unorthodox not the orthodox not the normal unorthodox god is pouring out his grace for you not to be the usual but to be unusual to be unique to be special it is the grace of god it's the love of god the father the grace of our lord jesus christ and the fellowship of the holy spirit of god that makes you unique special that unique things can take place through your life not orthodox not normal things unorthodox things amen not conventional things not the traditional things if you are somebody who wants a christianity that is very orthodox and normal well then this is not the place for you to tune into tonight god does things out of the norm and you got to trust the lord to do something unique something special something that is beyond your human reason and wisdom if you trust in the lord god who created the heavens and the earth and if you believe there is nothing impossible with him trust him to do something that is contrary to the norm that is hand you know his hand is operating for you open your heart release your faith release your praise unto the name of jesus lift up the name of jesus let the anointing of the holy spirit fall upon you unorthodox health unorthodox wealth and unorthodox prayer life unorthodox results even unique way of salvation being manifested what god did for others god will do for you what god did for somebody else god can do the same thing for you if you believe in grace if you believe in following what he's asking you to do If you follow those same spiritual principles or laws the same grace that worked for somebody can work in your life the holy spirit can do unorthodox things even our sunday services won't be according to norm not routine something out of the box that you know the spirit of god himself has taken over the glory of god has taken over Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Why do you want to be a normal Christian and lead an orthodox life? The early Christians in Acts 17 and verse 6 says they were called the people who turned the world upside down. The people who turned the world upside down. When the blood of Jesus forgiven your sin, when Christ Jesus has taken residence inside of you you are not orthodox anymore everything from then on is grace that opens up different realms of the supernatural 
even tonight the holy spirit of god is opening another realm of grace in your life praise be to the name of jesus glory to god hallelujah amen very different look at somebody and say i'm going to be very different by the grace of god mirror mirror on the wall who is the most unorthodox of us all Glory to God. Glory to God. The Joshua generation is a very unorthodox church. See, there was an orthodox way with Jesus and asked the disciples to heal the sick. Mark 16. Jesus told the disciples, lay hands on the sick. That's a normal way, the orthodox way. Just lay hands upon them in my name and they shall be healed. But extraordinary grace upon Paul where the handkerchief that he was using and the apron that he was wearing went on to heal the sick. Hey, it's not, we haven't heard of it. Well, you haven't heard of it. But it is from the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. You can be healed through this YouTube channel right now, unorthodox way, in the name of Jesus, let that sickness leave your body, let that demon leave your house in the name of Jesus right now. Unorthodox. Glory to God. Glory to God. People being filled with the Holy Spirit of God looking at a YouTube channel where the gospel of Jesus is preached. Unorthodox. Let the power of the risen Lord flow upon you tonight. Glory to God. Amen. Paul believed that God could do something beyond being beyond orthodox. Usually it is done in this particular way. Usually it takes five years for you to get working in that place to get that promotion. Unorthodox. Grace of God lifts you up. Normally this is the revenue that you get out of your plantation. Unorthodox. God has done something upon that crop. The prices have gone up. Move. Usually it takes about 20-25 years of savings for you to build that home. Unorthodox. The grace of God begins to move and God begins to work that miracle. Mm. Lift your hands and say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You know, when I was in my with, with my spiritual father, you know, when huge problematic cases of deliverance comes, a people's family that are in severe bondage, when they come, my spiritual father would say, come for seven Sundays regularly. Don't miss a single prayer. Come for seven Sundays regularly. And true, in seven Sundays, that bondage would be broken off. That person would be free. 
And so when I, you know, began to step into ministry, I thought the same way. Seven Sundays, somebody's in severe bondage and looks like everybody's in bondage. <laughs> okay. Some of them you feel like telling them 70 weeks. <laughs> okay, keep coming. But the Lord said, son, glory to God, such grace will flow that seven seconds in the presence of God. They can be coming into church for the first time. Seven seconds into the service. The joke is broken. The chain falls apart. The healing takes place. Miracles begin to flow. Glory to God. 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 God began to do unorthodox, unusual miracles through the life of Paul. I don't want to be a boring Christian. Look at somebody and say, I don't want to be a boring Christian. I don't want to be a boring servant of God. So I'm yielding myself to this grace of God. Where Paul said, I am who I am or what I am. By the grace of God. There is a grace flowing for unorthodoxy. You can be an unorthodox cook. You can be an unorthodox housewife. You don't have to be that same boring rasam papadam sambar olatta toran. You don't have to go through that. Allow God to do something unique, something special. So how did Paul move in this unorthodox grace? Let's look into that scripture one, one more time. Acts 19, 11 and 12. And God did special miracles by the hands of Paul. The 12th verse. So that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. So how did Paul move in this unorthodox grace? Because the Bible says from his body, From his sweat, he was perspiring, working in as a tent maker. And he would be sweating. In the Greek, that word means sweat clothes. From his body, he was pers perspiring and sweat was coming out and... We did not know the aprons that he was wearing, maybe around his neck. I sometimes put this kerchief like this before I go into the baptism pond. Sometimes people ask me why, Chuma style. <laughs> I like it, that's all. <laughs> the aprons that he was wearing, the kerchiefs, the sweat. The 
There was no room for him to go there and pray. Somebody would say, my mother-in-law is sick. Take the kerchief. I got work to do. Just take the kerchief. Somebody else says, oh, my grandfather is on the point of dying. He's got cancer. Take my apron. Such a stuffy day, so hot. Take it, go. Somebody else says, Listen, my child looks like he's demon possessed. He's been watching too much of wrong stuff on the YouTube. Well, take my clock. Go. Just take my clock. Just take my clock and go. That's all that is needed. And demons recognized that cloth was carrying the sweat of an apostle. Ninja Tuni Pishachanaria. New wake in the penny of an area. Glory to God. Glory to God. The devils began to live. The Bible says there. Sickness began to go. Sickness recognized the sweat of Paul. Demons recognized. Sickness began to kneel down at the sweat. Demons knew. Can you imagine that? Just the sweat. Paul was not there. It is said that you can check it scientifically just like there are no two same fingerprints. There are no two sweats. No. Two people don't sweat the same way. Eight billion people on planet earth. The sweat profile is different of each one. The sweat profile of eight billion people are different. But there is something different about your sweat. Your sweat is spiritual. Glory to God. Open your mouth and say, My sweat is different. It carries the grace of God. Say it in faith tonight. And let God supernaturally do something. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Why would demons leave looking at a handkerchief? Paul's DNA is in that kerchief. In Galatians, I mean in Genesis chapter 3. He shall till the ground and he shall eat of that with the sweat of his brow. It's a curse. Work is not a curse, you need to work. But boy, sweating it out. 
But what God is saying is, see, your money is different from other people's money. Even what you labor and get, your money is different. Your work is different. Even when you put an offering, it is different. It's not like somebody else doing it. See, you work, you work hard, you make something out of your hard work and you want to give your 10% to God. You want to put in that offering before God and you bring it before God says, I see that, I see that. The widow, she has put the last of her coins in there. I see that. I see that you've labored, you've sweated it out, you brought it unto me. Your, your, your work is going to be different. I gotta bless it. Amen. Open your mouth and say, my, my sweat is different. It is my sweat that makes me unorthodox. It is spiritual. Amen. The biological markers of sweat. The sweat doesn't have any DNA, but the sweat that comes out of the cells of your skin does something. You should have unorthodox skin. <laughs> Amen. What you do from Monday to Saturday matters. What you do in this flesh matters. It's just not on a Sunday or on a Friday that you say, Thank you, Jesus. What you, how you work on from Monday to Saturday. What you do inside the skin matters to God. What you do with your body matters to God. Paul would say in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 16th verse, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? In 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 19, Paul would use these words while writing to the church and say, you were brought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your spirit and in your body. Out of Paul's body went the sweat. How you use this body matters to God. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Know ye not? Know ye not? We used to sing that song. Mm -hmm. temple no ye not no ye not you're the temple no ye not no ye not you're the temple you are the temple of the holy ghost no ye not no ye not you're the temple no ye not no ye not you're the temple no ye not, no ye not, you're the temple, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. One more time. No ye not, no ye not, you're the temple. No ye not, no ye not, you're the temple. No ye not, 
knowing not you're the temple, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm the temple. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm the temple. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm the temple. I am the temple of the Holy. Come on, church. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm the temple. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm the temple. I am the temple of the whole. Shout it out. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm the temple. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm the temple. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm the temple. I am the temple of the hope. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm the temple. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm the temple. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm the temple. I am the temple of the holy. Come on, church. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I can hear you. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm the temple. I am the temple of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. People wonder why you might not be sad when everybody else is sad. Because you are different. You have Christ in you. The hope of glory. In your business, in your workplace, you are different. You are unorthodox. You work hard. And what other, you tithe, you bring what you worked hard before God. And God multiplies you, increases you. You are different from somebody else who doesn't do all that. Your sweat is spiritual because your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The body is for the Lord. 1 Corinthians 6.13 And the Lord is for the body. The body is not for sexual immorality or for fornication, but for the Lord. And the Lord for the body. Oh, open your mouth and say, My body is for the Lord. Amen. Look at Genesis chapter 3, verses 17. Genesis chapter 3. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Mm. Thorns also and thistles shall bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. The 19th verse. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it, it was, thou wast taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. When Adam disobeyed God, 
when he chose not to trust in the Lord and walk with the Lord. See, Adam and Eve walked with God in the cool of the day. They never sweated till sin came in. Are you with me? Your sweat tells you what you ate. Doesn't it do that? Somebody comes for prayer and they're smelling of onions and then you ask them, what do you have for lunch? Yes, I had onions. Or somebody who's a smoker comes near you and you can smell the smoke out of their sweat. Or somebody who's had too much of beer, when they're sweating it out, even I can find out. <laughs> See, your sweat, uh, you cannot fake your sweat, you know what I mean? <laughs> your sweat profile, it shows forth who you are. When Adam chose to eat of the, God, the tree that God forbid, when he disobeyed God, he had to earn everything from then on in his life with sweat. It's a worldly system. You eat, you want to eat bread, sweat it out. So you find people working extra work, extra time, one job, two job, three job, night duty, day duty, Weekends not off, work all the time, and still struggling. Because you're going the orthodox way, the way of the world. But there's an unorthodox way. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. And then you read all these books on Elon Musk and Warren Buffett and Bill Gates and all that and you... Okay, this is their work ethic, this is their work principle, this is their investment uh, principle. That might be good, that might be great. <laughs> God, I don't mind them coming to church, you know, all these guys. But I want to tell them <laughs> how, how you can be blessed through Jesus Christ. You are the breadwinner of that house and yet you are struggling, sweating because you are going the orthodox way. You are trying to make those ends meet. Man was not formed to perspire. Even Somebody said, you know, man was not, even God created man in the garden. He was not even formed to sleep. That's why God had to put him to sleep. Because sleep was not, why sleep? Glory to God. Am I glad for sleep though? <laughs> Praise be to the name of Jesus. So something happened in Genesis 3 and something happened in the life of Paul 
you don't find Paul's walking under that curse. Why? Because something happened in between. Luke's gospel chapter 22 verse 44. The gospel of Luke, the 22nd chapter and verse 44. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was as if there were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Speaking about Jesus. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Open your mouth and say, Jesus reversed that curse. He died on the cross of Calvary. He carried my sin. He carried my shame. He carried my sorrow. He carried my curse. He carried my judgment. He carried my sickness. By his stripes I am healed. I am blessed because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Because he sweated blood. My sweat, hallelujah, will carry the grace of God. It will carry the blessing of God. It will carry the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The work of my hand shall be blessed because the Lord has commanded a blessing over it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You work it out. Somebody else in the office works it out. But the reward that you get will be not according to those eight hours but will be because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. You sweat in the gym. Glory to God. I don't sweat much in the gym. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. You don't have to show your pain and your sorrow. From now on, let your story change. May faith come alive. May you tap into the grace of God. May you enjoy the blessing of God. May the name of Jesus Christ set you free from every condemnation, from every curse and every yoke of bondage. And may the labor of your hands be blessed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Please work out. But let me tell you, there are people who work out for three hours, four hours, and suddenly you hear them, they died of a heart attack. And there are people who just walk like Red Riding Hood, slowly. Ten minutes through the garden. <laughs> Glory to God. And their heart is strong. Why? Because your DNA is different. Glory to God. Praise be to the name of Jesus. Please work out in the gym. But your sweat will be different from the sweat of somebody else who is sweating it out near you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lift your hand and say unorthodoxy. The grace for that upon my life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So what was special about Paul? This is the key and I'll be close with that. Paul was marinated in Jesus. <laughs> he was soaked in, in Christ. Every place that you touch, there is grace oozing out because Christ 
in him the hope of glory. In Galatians 2.20, Paul said, It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. This life I lead by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. He was consecrated to Jesus. He was dedicated to Jesus. The presence of the Lord Jesus was all over him. Where he could boldly say, imitate me as I imitate Christ. No matter what God says, Paul is saying, I will do it, Lord. I'm willing to give up anything for you. Nothing and no one matters more than you. I'm consumed in my love for you, Lord. I want to follow you. I forget what lies behind. And I run the race looking at you, Lord. Consumed with Jesus. If you want your sweat to carry grace, do something first for God. You, you don't even have time on a Sunday to come to church. To worship, not even time for personal prayer. And you're working, 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 and you're wondering what's happening. Invest your sweat in the house of God, in the work of God. And I decree over your life glory to God. Hallelujah. That unorthodox blessings and manifestation of blessings will come over your life in the name of Jesus. Your sweat will be blessed. You won't plan and somebody else will eat. That won't happen with you. You won't labor and somebody will take that. No. You sweat, you will eat. You will reap that which you have sown. There are people who do all the hard work and somebody else gets the glory, somebody else gets promoted. Why? Because they are not enjoying this grace. And there are also people who, somebody else makes a mistake and they get punished for it. (laughs) Have you seen that? For every crime in the street, the police call you. If that is your story, from now on it shall not be so. In the name of Jesus, I am decreeing it over your life. Your story is going to change. King's decree, it becomes a law. What they command becomes a law. As a servant of Jesus Christ, I am decreeing it over your life. That won't be your story. You will walk in the blessing of God. You will reap the blessings of God in your life. In the name of Jesus. When you sweat, the fragrance of Christ. As a housewife, when you sweat in the kitchen, the curse over your house is broken. 
the blessing is manifested in your children. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Can you imagine that? Demons recognize the sweat of Paul. Paul was not there, just the sweat. Whew. Because Paul would say in Galatians 6, 17, I carry on my body the marks of Christ. He could boldly say, if I live, I live for the Lord. If I die, I die for Jesus. Whether I live or I die, I belong to God. Grace. Lift your hands to the Lord and say, Grace. Your grace, Lord. Your grace, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus is
is a living sacrifice to God it doesn't matter what wrong you have done in your body the Lord will forgive you if you heard this message it's not a message to condemn you but it's a message to help you to once again experience the mercy and the grace of God if you're struggling in the area of the flesh ask the Lord for his grace Ask him for his mercy. Say, Lord, without your grace, I cannot lead a holy life. I need your grace. I need your mercy. I humble myself, Lord. If you can kneel down wherever you are. Ask Jesus to make you a sanctuary for his glory, where his presence can dwell. Thank you, Jesus. Sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be your living sanctuary for you. Even tonight. If you would like to surrender your hearts, your lives unto Jesus, there is grace flowing. Even though your sins be as red as scarlet, yet the word of God says, I will make it whiter than snow. The word of the Lord says, there is a fountain flowing for the soul unclean. If you feel that you have defiled your body, your mind, your heart, there is a fountain of God's mercy his precious blood 
that is flowing for you. He will by no means cast away anyone who comes to him. Wherever you are, you can give your life to Jesus. You can dedicate your life unto the Lord. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. There is somebody who is a continuous smoker. The grace of of God is flowing to you. Say, Lord, I'll give up on that smoking. Let your grace fill me. People who are in prison in their hearts to alcohol, to sexual immorality. The grace of God is flowing to set you free tonight. Consecrate your life to the Lord.